This is AM Reviews. I'm Adrian. I'm Muhammad. This is a podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, and all things superheroes. And whatever else interests us. Be sure to like AM Reviews on Facebook and check out our YouTube channel at AM Reviews. And follow us on Instagram at Moe's underscore TV16. And at just underscore Adrian underscore underscore. Which will be linked in our podcast. Thanks for listening. Today we're going to review Knives Out. Actually, let me go to the cast real quick. <laughs> I was going to say, you got to get the star-studded cast. Um, yeah, so uh, we're, yeah, we're reviewing Knives Out today. And um has a highly successful cast. You got Daniel Craig, uh, Chris Evans, Jamie Lee Curtis... Activia, Michael Shannon, Christopher Plummer, Lakeith Stanfield, you know, just a lot of major players in the, uh, Hollywood business right now. So the story follows this family who have a sudden death in their family, which is, I think, is, is he the grandfather or the father? Both. The patriarch <laughs> of the family. He is father and grandfather. Yes. And he suddenly dies and nobody knows why. Right. So here comes Daniel Craig. His character's name is Detective <laughs> Benjamin Bent. What is it? No, it's some Bent. type of name. Daniel Craig's name is Detective Benoit Blanc. That's right. Benoit Ben. Ben. Chris, Chris Benoit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, he's the guy. Well, along with two other police officers. Right. He's private Stanfield. Yeah, he, he's just following along the stories that are told by the family. Their point of view leading up to the grandfather slash father's death. Right, which is uh, it's expected to be a suicide. His, his throat is slit. Um, it looks like a suicide. But um, the family thinks more happened there. Um, the other main character in this is the the, the um, grandfather's uh, nurse, who is a very good friend, closer to him than the rest of the family. The rest of him is kind of entitled. And he's cutting them all off one by one with his uh, fortune um, and tells all the family secrets to this nurse. Yeah, you find out that at the beginning. Well, actually, that that last part. Maybe not so. Um, we, we didn't exactly That's know that he wanted to out. cut them off. Right. Yeah, it, it eventually becomes that. But uh, in the beginning, they're just trying to get to the bottom of the death. How it happened, why it happened, and all that stuff. Uh, but there's more than just a suicide for what people think. Daniel Craig, he's still not sold on it being a suicide because somebody anonymously hired him to investigate this certain case um and everybody's being interviewed in the uh house who lives there except uh one chris evans which his name is ransom never heard of a name like that yeah i thought about it i really i don't i don't think i've known anyone or heard anyone whose first name or his middle name um is ransom but it works yeah yeah i guess it works for this movie but you follow along with uh, Daniel Craig and uh, what's her name? Um, the nurse who's the friend of 
the deceased man. There's Martha. Uh, yeah, Martha. So, and and she actually has this condition. If she lies, she throws up. Right, violently. Yes, she feels guilty because we eventually find out that she is the one that might have killed him. Right. But she believes she the, did it by accident. Yeah, she believes she did it by accident because. You know, they were just playing a little game that they usually do upstairs at night. And she's going to give him his night meds. But then right. she realizes that it's the wrong dosage or the wrong medicine or something. Right. She got them confused. Apparently, he takes, like, some some random medicine and morphine. Um, I don't know. Anyone who takes low doses of morphine on the regular, it's pretty odd. Um, but <laughs> she gives him the – she mixes up the medicine thing and gives him the morphine and explains that he is going to die. Um, and – he, knowing that he really likes this nurse, um, and also we left this out, he is he his fortune is because he's a famous writer. He writes uh, murder mysteries, um, and he comes up with this way to make it look like he killed himself in order to keep Marta looking innocent. Yes, exactly. Um, but we kind of get pieces of the story at the beginning from each family member on their perspective of what might have happened. Up until the point where they last saw their grandfather. Right. But we, we kind of get almost everything solved by the middle of the movie. Because we, we find out kind of how he died. Mm-hmm. But not exactly who is all the way behind it. Yeah, and you don't really suspect that anyone else is behind it. Once you find out that Marta mixed the medicines, it's kind of like, okay, that's what happened. And he just tried to cover it up for her. Um but the movie goes whole left field and explains that actually it was a plot um, from someone that uh, in order to kill the grandfather because he was cutting them off, um, which I think was very, very well written. I mean, because it, it could have just been the mistake. It could have stopped there and trying to frame someone for that mistake. Um, but it was very intentional that he died um, in a very artful way through ransom. Um it's nice seeing him play the bad guy, Chris Evans, after playing Captain America so long. Yes. Uh, and that was also refreshing. just being his age in a movie. Because in Captain America, he has to pretend he's like 80, even though he looks like he's 40. Um, so it's nice seeing him actually play something similar to the age he looks. <laughs> yeah, that, that was really refreshing. Um, he's supposed to be the baddest one in there. Uh, he basically doesn't care about anybody else, he just wants the fortune from what we find out because at the uh, will reading everybody finds out that the grandfather wants the nurse to have everything right the house the money and the kids get nothing <laughs> right and they think it's some type of mistake did uh marta he can't be sane yeah did marta like have sex with their grandfather to coerce him to do this um they're just suspecting the worst but marta she's an honest person and she's just trying to do right but the family just still keeps going after her and you know throughout the whole movie they're kind of trying to tell us that they're just terrible people but really are they i well i mean I mean, they're not like murderers, but I definitely think the grandfather was justified in not liking them for their individual reasons. Yeah, but 
I don't think they're too much different from any other family. Like, let's say. Well, let I don't I disagree with oh, okay. Because I mean, what right. they did. I mean, you have the one of them who's actually his daughter-in-law. His son passed away. The daughter-in-law is stealing a hundred thousand dollars a year or semester from him, um, saying that she needs money to pay for his his granddaughter's schooling, but the money is being sent to the school, and he's sending her a check directly. So she's in pocket. $100,000 a semester. Um, so that's one. Then you have his son-in-law who's cheating on his daughter. Um, he told him to tell and he won't. Then you have uh, an- another one of his sons um, who wants to have the movie rights um, to all of his books and his and the grandfather is adamantly against that. And he said, you know what? You haven't worked for anything in your life. Um, and that's my fault. I'm sorry. It's time for you to find your own. So he cuts him off. Reasonable thing to do. Um, and then you have his daughter who made her own business. I think she's probably the most innocent in this. Um, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's character because she doesn't do anything that the grandfather opposes of. Um, Besides babying his other grandson, Ransom, who he just gives an allowance and just cuts off, period. He's just kind of entitled um, and very rude. Um, so, I mean, rude I think – Rude Yeah, rude enough to kill him. Um, yeah. But I think besides the, you know, the killing him part, they're all they're, – yes, they're average family drama problems. They're just exaggerated because there's this million-dollar estate you know, behind it. So I, I think he was all justified in everything he did. Um, like I mean, only one of them goes to jail, which I think is justified. So there's just you know, make your own money now. And and Jamie Lee Curtis's character does, but I assume she'd be getting a divorce since her husband was cheating. Um, sucks to be him. And of course the the daughter-in-law is not going to get hundred thousand dollars a month anymore or a, a semester anymore. Um, and she also, that's his granddaughter. Anyway. Right, and his his uh, she's the mother, the grandmother, the granddaughter um, who needs help paying for school. Uh, well, you know, take out some loans. Don't feel bad for you at all. So, so I'll just give everything to my best friend for I don't know how long. Right, which is the nurse. <laughs> I mean, he could he could have donated all to charity, so I think that was one step better. Yeah, I guess it, maybe he could have set up some type of plan where they have to follow these things. I don't know, but no, that's like, um, oh, what's that movie? You have to do the certain things to get the money. That's definitely a movie. It's from like the eighties or nineties. Um, for some I reason, know. I want to. Well, say they gotta work for it or something. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, yeah, you have to um, do good deeds. Is it called Good Deeds? Or something? No, I'm pretty sure that's not it. What is the movie? It's it's it's, it's movie. It's an old movie where the the guy. Has like a million dollars, something like that, but he has to do a certain amount of good things in order to get it. Very interesting movie. Oh, um, wait, are you talking about the Adam Sandler movie? Oh, am I? <laughs> you said good deeds. Happy Kill? Or, or, or no. Mr. Deeds. Mr. Deeds. That, that sounds right. I don't know, but it, it's one of these movies. Yes. But I just felt like they just weren't. They're not that terrible. You don't think they deserve what they got? Um, maybe slightly, but not to the point where you just like, um, <clears throat> let me just cut them off and. I mean, they're not gonna be uh, well, homeless after this. They're still all rich. I mean. <laughs> what? Well, how are they rich? Because he gave them the house. Well, well yeah, he, he gave, gave away the, all the of his the money. 
he gave away all of his money in his house. But Jamie Lee Curtis is she has her own business. Um, the son who was a publishing owner or he who's doing the publishing, if he hasn't saved any money, he's just stupid. Um, and the daughter-in-law, she has her own business. It's failing. She needs to sell it. Personal problem. Um, the granddaughter probably I feel the worst for because she just wanted to go to school. But you know what? She can take out a loan. Uh, like everybody and, else. Like everybody else. Um, and then Ransom, who was just you know a terrible person um, who went to jail for that. So I think it's all justified because they're all still fine. <laughs> I guess. They're just greedy. Yeah, they're, they're definitely greedy, but you would be mad if our grandfather just gave away this money oh, to of another woman. Mad. Of course I'd be mad. And I, I'm not saying they, they don't deserve to be mad. They should definitely be mad, but I don't feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> you don't feel bad for them. <laughs> not at all. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Uh, but I actually like Chris Evans the most in this movie just because it's a different character. We're not used to seeing from him. And he really brought the fun to the movie. Everybody else was just like uppity and yeah, they were pretty serious. I thought some of the some of the back and forth was pretty funny, especially between him and the family members. Um, yeah. So it was it was a different character from to play, but it went really well. I love Jamie Lee Curtis and everything. Um, I think she's pretty she funny. Didn't do anything. She's Even when she's serious, though, she's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> Well, so, she did have that that one little uh, quarrel with uh, Daniel Craig. That was funny. She was the first one to call him out. Who? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, it was, it was pretty. He's good. Like, I know who you are. <laughs> right, right. Um, so I, I did enjoy her character. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It was, it was a good time. Very, very highly rated movie. It's pretty ninety-seven percent Rotten Tomatoes. I don't think it deserves that, but it's pretty good. Um, well, I mean, it's like it's like a, a, a live-action Clue game, and it's well-written. I mean, it kept me... I was surprised at the very end. Um, oh, yeah. I, I, I definitely like the mystery. Yeah. But I, don't, I felt like some of it was kind of undertaken since I already knew what kind of happened. I mean, you just didn't know who did it. Well, I think that was... I think that was good. I mean, because it made for a better movie. If it was just... If they didn't do that, I don't think I would have been as invested. Because it, because halfway through, you're right, you know what happened. So you're like, is Marta going to go to jail for this? Like, is she going to turn herself in? That'd be terrible. Is she going to give all the money back? Um, did she fool everyone? Um, is he really a good detective, the Blanc guy? If, if I would say, if anything, I was, uh, I don't know why he had a Texas accent. Isn't Daniel Craig British? Um, yes, he is. That would have been fine. I, I think he just he wanted to get as far away from James Bond as possible. Well, that's too bad. Um, he shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Other than that, I think that's why I was 97 instead of 100, because of his accent alone. Um, but I, other than that, perfect. I really enjoyed the movie. I but thought it was weird. It's, as, well, it's, it's his accent. Yeah, oh, yeah. Very weird. Um, but I found the movie as a whole refreshing. You know, it's nice to have a nice plot line that's not rebooted or a sequel that has a really great cast. Like this cast could have been the cast of the Eternals. Like, <laughs> with, yeah, because it has a random, a bunch of random famous people in it. So it was nice to see that in a regular movie. That's been a while. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very true. That's almost like 
I, I know this movie was kind of rated terribly, but like, was it like a holiday movie? I forgot what it was called, but it had a lot of stars in it. I feel like it's a lot of holiday movies. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this one. <sighs> I think it had like Ludacris in it. Let, let me look up. This oh, thing. it's already bad. I know it's now. <laughs> <laughs> Would you call um, what's that movie called? Uh, Terrence Howard, uh, Hustle and Flow. Hustle and Flow. Would you call that bad? Well, I mean, it's a it's a cult classic. Um, Ludacris is in it. He, I, I didn't say it was bad just because he's in it, but you say a holiday movie with a bunch of fantasy with Ludacris, well then I know it's probably not a great movie, because it's a movie that says, it's Christmas time, here's Ludacris and ten other black people, um, and that's the movie. But it's not it's not a black movie, though, is what I'm talking about. What uh, movie is he in at Christmas? It's, it's some type of holiday movie. What is it? Holiday Office Party is really good. I love that movie. Um, it has a few fancy people in it. Man, I can't. It, it might have been a Valentine's Day thing. Oh, maybe that that Valentine's Day movie had like twenty fancy people in it. Didn't watch it, just the commercials. Um, I mean, like Taylor either. Swift and a bunch of random stars. But this wasn't like this wasn't like only interesting because it was stars, though. No, like, not it, at all. It was, it's the, the the plot carried it, and they did some really good casting. Yeah, they did. But if Chris Evans, I mean, it's it's great writing. But if he yeah. didn't come in, I don't think it would have been as great. Uh, we uh, sure. I think they could have gotten someone like that to still do it. Someone who uses plays serious roles, um, to come in and play that kind of role. I think we have the same impact. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I'm yeah. saying if his character didn't exist. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, everything really was really came together nicely. It had to be the way it is. Yeah, I, that's I enjoyed him the most because really the movie changed then. Like it, it changed we were... twice. It changed when he came in because he shook up the, the they try to be perfect in public and he kind of shook that up, and then it changed at the end, um, whenever he turned out to be the bad guy. Uh, we kind of missed this part. So essentially, what happened was it was proven that he was the one he actually switched the medicine labels so the medicine that she gave him the first time yes it said so somehow she gave him the the one that was labeled morphine um but that was actually his right medicine so she never made a mistake she just thought she did so the sad part about it is the grandfather actually could have lived because she gave him the wrong medicine anyway um, and, and they did a nice way of explaining it with the detective's character. She knew it was wrong deep down because the viscosity of the liquid is just so slightly different. And she had done it so many times that muscle memory had told her it was wrong. Um, and he, she could have lived. Um, but, you know, he chose to go out the way he did, which made for this wonderful movie. Yes. Um, and also Chris Evans, his character – the movie kind of tells us that he is the bad person because Daniel Craig, he was saying something about a dog can tell when there's like a good or bad person. And yeah, whenever Ransom first came to the house, the dogs were, you know, jumping all over him and he's like, shoo, shoo. Right. So the, the movie kind of already told us that, but right. they kind of played on our emotions. Cause then, but you also think he's a bad guy just because he's a rude individual with the family. 
Like, you don't think he's the one that killed him in the beginning because of dogs bark, but you think, okay, this guy's definitely the black sheep of the family that nobody likes. That's probably, you know, a rotten guy. Um, rotten enough to kill someone? Didn't expect it, but, you know, that's what happened. Yes, and he actually tries to work with Marta to really just get the money and split it with her since she's the one who inherits everything from the grandfather. Right. Um, but he ends up wanting to get all of it and framing her for killing the grandfather. Um, and there's also a, a really good moment at the end, you know, whenever he finally admits that he did all of this mm. and he <laughs> grabs one of the knives. Right. And tries to stab her. And exactly. Just, <laughs> and it's a, a fake knife. And I remember <laughs> the grandfather said at some point during the movie, criticizing someone for not knowing the difference between a fake knife and a real one um in one of his speeches i remember that um so it was interesting they called that back um so. yeah that was a great moment it, it really wrapped up the movie really well yeah i still just felt like us knowing exactly what happened and not who did it kind of ruined a little bit for me because you know i i like to you know be on the edge of my toes the whole time i felt like I was well, then it'd be like a regular. Kind of laid back. It wouldn't. It wouldn't have been so unique. Yeah, but there's still other ways you can be unique without telling us. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, they told us. They never told. They didn't tell us how. It was very creative. I mean, we're kind of glossing over it, but when they go through and like break down exactly the steps that had to have been taken for him to do everything that he did it was really interesting because his plan got messed up a little bit. So that's why he had to go back and pretend to be Marta's friend. Um, so it was a lot going on to piece together in the last five minutes, um, which made for a really interesting movie. I even like the part where, um, the note, so, I mean, the husband who's cheating on the grandfather's daughter, she, he threatens to give her this note before he dies. Um, and the, the son-in-law is like, don't ever, don't, please don't do that. Um, and then whenever you know, he's dead. The son-in-law goes in the office, finds a note, and sees nothing written down. He's like, oh, son of a gun, right? Um, he was just toying with me to make sure I would go and do it. Now I'm out of the dark. And then Jamie Lee Curtis comes in the office, finds this clear piece of paper, takes it outside, and knowing her father better than anyone else, puts a lighter under it, and it's invisible ink, and it's the message about the, the husband who's cheating. So little details like that I really liked in the whole movie. Oh, Every yeah. storyline's kind of tied in. There was really not much of any loose ends. Um, really well done. It's just that little part that I was just like, ah. Well, it was not really a little part, but it just kind of just relaxed my nerves when I like to be on the edge of my seat. But um, Sure. Uh, it, it, it made it, you watch it differently. It made you pay attention to other things. Yes, that that's correct. Because um, usually in that type of movie, you, you kind of miss out on some stuff because mm. you're just like on the edge of your seat, you know, heart racing. You want to find out what's next. But um, this kind of brought me back down to earth. Uh, and also, they plan on making a sequel about Daniel Craig's character. Um, no, he was the le- <laughs> weakest link. They always do that. They take the side <laughs> character who is in the movie, yes. Is he relevant? No. Um, it, but if it has a good story like this one, of course I'll watch it. But if it's just like about him specifically, ew, why would they do that? Um, okay, I'm, I'm going to go to this article. 
The Knives Out sequel in the works story to center around Daniel Craig's detective character. So, oh, that's terrible. That's they're gonna mess this up. It's be Kingsman yeah. two all over again. Oh. It, so you actually watched Kingsman two? Oh yeah, I watched it a while ago. Okay, yeah, awful movie. But um, I actually enjoyed the first Kingsman better than this movie. But both of them are highly rated oh, yeah. movies. Oh yeah. But uh, I mean they're, they're different type of movies. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's all gonna center around him. It's almost like he's the off-brand Sherlock Holmes. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he even makes the reference. At one point, he calls Marta uh, Watson. Yes. <laughs> but she's uneasy the whole time because she knows that she played a part in this. Exactly. Thinking that she's the one who killed the grandfather. Right. Oh, uh, but you know, my only gripe. So technically, uh, Ransom does get arrested. But it's not for killing the grandfather because, yes, he switched the medicines, but the medicine never got switched because Marcha was so smart. He actually killed himself. So Ransom actually went to jail for the death of the maid who had yes. found out about this you know, medicine switch thing, kind of let that out, uh, which I found interesting. He, he really didn't go to jail for killing the grandfather. He went for <laughs> side killing, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it, it was all in his plans that really right. messed him up. Right. Uh, so the movie had a lot of twists and turns. Now that I just go back and think about it, and everything wrapped up pretty well. But um, yeah, they're gonna center around Daniel Craig's character, Benoit Blanc. Ben Blanc. <laughs> I, I I guess maybe, he's gonna maybe go it was on another Louisianan. Uh, Louisianan. How do you say it? I don't know. He's he's Cajun. I, I mean, I don't ah, know, that's French a good way to say it. Just say it, Cajun. Yeah. Just yeah. Raging Cajun. <laughs> Uh, really not too many details right now but I'm on the fence about it I'd rather see another Sherlock Holmes with Robert Downey Jr. than uh, this knockoff I couldn't make it through that, I fell asleep on that (laughs) I really enjoyed the first one, I can't remember what happened in the second one but I really liked it, I felt like it was a different take on Sherlock Holmes he was more of the superhero type I'm not sure if it was that one or Edgar Allan Poe because he, he, he did that one, too. Well, what do you remember from Sherlock Holmes? I, I just remember it was Robert Downey Jr. in an old costume. <laughs> but the, the way he did it, it, it just felt different than the yeah, normal remember, type of trailers, Sherlock yeah. Holmes. Yeah. yeah, and he was almost kind of like a superhero type. Mm-hmm. Like he was fighting and all that stuff. He'd pause <laughs> and talk about stuff. Yep, it was that I fell asleep. Yep. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I got to go back and watch it. But I'd rather watch that Sherlock Holmes with Robert Downey Jr. than Daniel Craig's knockoff. No. Yeah, not not that I didn't like him. Uh, he just wasn't the best part for me. No, it was I mean it was a story as a whole. I'm not sure why they would pick out one person. I mean if they did, if they just did a sequel, maybe it's not going to center around um, Mr. Blanc. Hopefully not. And it's just like a true sequel with a different story, different cast. But like he's just kind of being his detective again. Hopefully, like that. I doubt it. Um, studios, once they find a hit, they want to milk it for everything it's got. Well, yeah, I'm saying they can still do a sequel, but I'm just hoping it's literally just like this movie, and their whole saying it's centered around Daniel Craig means he's just the only one in the sequel. I hope that's what it means. 
See what I'm saying? Okay. Well, really, I don't think this movie needs a sequel. Let's move on to something else. No, it doesn't at all. I think it's <laughs> true. I mean, if I guess you just, a bunch of murder mystery movies is what it'll be, but that's fine. It's like yeah, a but of bumps. I don't know. No, I don't want that. Let, let's get something new. Let's let, let's not try to uh, indulge on past things. Let's let's yeah, move they can't on. Do that anymore. They have to do sequels now. You don't have to. I it's mean, like the, in the contract. This movie is wrapped up. Yeah, they, but they have to. It's it's really even if even if nothing is similar, they're still gonna call it Knives Out Two. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just I, because I don't I don't exactly know why it's called Knives Out. Um, well, I think it's because he, all his I knives were out at the end, and the family. Their knives were out towards Marta, and um, he had that big wheel of knives. Okay, yeah, they just were sitting out. there. <laughs> I, is that just for uh, his books, or? I don't know. Well, I think so. I think it was a reference to one of his books because he has statues around his um, around his property of different storylines. Um, so I think it was from one of the books. And I believe at some point, Daniel Craig's character says the words "knives out" when he's like yelling at the family. Yeah, all the knives are out. I mean, it was probably like a forced line, but. Oh, of course. Um, <laughs> I hate when they do that. Um, it's it just yeah, sounds so forced. It's right next to make a sequel. <laughs> this was already planned. I mean, it's not like this movie made a whole bunch of money. I mean, it, it didn't make around maybe two fifty. Had to pay that cast. <laughs> it didn't really cost that much. It was maybe around like forty million. I mean, they they definitely made a profit, but not to the point where you just like, oh, we gotta bring this back. No, not bringing in Avengers money or nothing like that. <laughs> How about Ant-Man money? Probably. No, I no, it's, well, I don't it's, know. it's not going to make that. No, yeah, yeah, I can't. Yeah, it's not possible. But, I mean, this is not a superhero movie. We we shouldn't compare everything to a superhero movie. But let's go ahead and rate this one. Uh, the lowest rating is Trash. Middle is Background Noise. And the highest is a Banger. So how would you rate Knives Out? I have a mid-level banger. Honestly, I wish I saw it in the theater. I think I would have really liked it. Um, so I, yeah, I really like it. Mid-level banger. Definitely go watch it. You won't regret it. Um, it's a good cast, good story. Go watch it. Definitely. Um, and I'm pretty sure you don't want to disclose how you watched it, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure we watched I mean, it, it in the same not a theater. way. No, not at all. <laughs> it looked like it was um, in the theater. <laughs> but I, I give it the same rating, uh, mid level back I mean not background. See I'm I'm too <laughs> So we too used, used to trash and movies. <laughs> it's mid level banger. That's what I meant to say. Mid level banger. I would gotcha. definitely go and watch this one. Um and we also want to support these type of movies, original films, but don't give them the idea to make a trash sequel. I mean, that's contradictory to what we did, but, you know, go out and support this <laughs> right. one. It, it's it's okay. really good. Really great cast. Um, highly recommend. Uh, but we'll end it right there. Uh, thank you for listening. And make sure you subscribe to our podcast and YouTube and check us out on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks for listening.